as we are going to the, the book of Psalms, Psalms 91. And it reads, I shall read the first verse and you'll read the second and we'll read the fourth verse together. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, you read. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, together, he shall cover thee with thy feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His trust shall be thy shield and buckler. Let's read verses, uh, verse, verse 5. Let's read that one as well. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terrors by night nor the arrows that by day. Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, O oh God, for the secret place that we have to dwell, and that is in your presence. Father, in your presence is fullness of joy, and we thank you, Lord, for the fullness of joy that we have to enjoy in this good life, Lord, I pray your continuous blessings. Let it be made rich upon each and every one of us. The sound of my voice. And the people of the Lord say amen. amen. Before you take your seats, just say a rescuing God. Amen. amen. You may be seated. That's just what he is. He is a rescuing God. And God is a God that never fails. He's always rescuing us out of trouble and that's the good thing about the Lord the Lord is always amen in it uh, to bring us out of it and um, we honor the Lord today Psalms 91 is known um, as a psalm of protection and because uh, it offers protection it's it's untitled and the authorship is uh, is really unknown it remains as a mystery uh, but there's some who believe that Moses may have been the author of this 91 uh, books of Psalms. Psalms was written by three uh, well-known authors that we do know of. Uh, David was one of the main authors. Uh, Moses is another author of the books of Psalms. And also Jonathan, David's son. Uh, he's a writer of the books uh, of Psalms. But this book here is believed to be, have written, been written by Moses. It has been given a Latin title, uh, which is uh, quick, quick, hab quick Habitat, and which means uh, it has derived from the verse uh, the type of natural environment uh, that it calls from. And so anytime you think of the ha uh, word habitat, habitat is always a place of, uh, considered as a place of refuge. When we look in verses number one, as you look in verse one, it says, and he that dwelled in the secret place 
of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I often wonder why does he have to call it a secret place? It's not something that we're trying to keep from everybody or anybody. And that is true. Uh, this secret place that uh, the psalmist talks about here is a place of refuge that anybody is welcome to be there. But it's a secret because not everybody uh, can dwell there. Anybody's welcome, but everybody can't dwell there. Amen. Amen. It's the place of the Most High, the place where God, our Heavenly Father, dwells. And then it talks about abiding and hiding under the shadow of the Almighty. God, in this particular 91 books of Psalms, he gives an invitation to invite everyone who seeks him. So anyone that seeks him is definitely an invitation to that individual. But to those who don't seek after him and is not really bothered by wanting to uh, be a part of that, uh, that's a secret to them. And so to dwell means to remain in a place for some time. Everybody has a dwelling place. Everybody that walked in this room, you all have a dwelling place. Uh, your dwelling place is, is wherever the place is where you live. That is your dwelling place. That's the place where uh, you spend majority of your time. Those of us who have jobs to go to every day, uh, our, our, our dwelling place, which is our home, uh, our second home is always considered the place where we are employed at. And so we spend much of our time there, uh, eight hours to 10 hours of the day. But I thank God that these are just temporary places, places that the psalmist talks about. Uh, but I thank God that there is a place that we can seriously call home. If you just go over in your mind or write it down or look at it a little later, uh, St. John, the 14th chapter, uh, it talks about how Jesus has told his disciples that he has gone away to prepare a dwelling place for them. Because where he is, he wants them to come and join in with him. And so everybody that is, that is connected to that place of shelter has that great invitation to dwell in that place. That's uh, 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 St. John, the 14th chapter. They have that right to be able to, uh, to that invitation, uh, that right to be able to go. Now, you know, sometimes, you know, we can all, I've learned, we can all be sitting in here in this setting. We all can be members of this church. Uh, but some folks, if you don't give them a special invitation uh, to one of the extra services that we might be planning to have, they will not come. Amen. Hey, yeah, yeah, you know I'm telling you. They will not come. They won't even come. And the first thing he asked, hey, uh, we had that service, you know, at 3 o'clock, and I was looking for you. What happened to you? Well, you didn't give me no invitation. And then I'm saying to myself, well, I didn't know I had to give church members a special invitation just to come to something that you as a member belong to. But I found out you do. Yes. <laughs> and so when we look in here uh, as what the psalmist says, that we, are, we all have this great uh, invitation here to uh, come and to dwell uh, here in this secret place, amen, that God, he, 
he, he, he's armed and he's always, his arms are always open. And once we, uh, you know, we are welcome to, uh, uh, to, uh, to the realizations of who he is, we are allowed to dwell in that secret place. And all God asks is that you just understand who I am and what it is that you are getting yourself involved in. Sometimes folks, some folks go to some things that they don't even know what they're going to. You know, you ever had that and say, you, I'm going to this, uh, this fair. Well, have you, have you been there before? No, I haven't been there. Do you know what it's about? No, I don't know nothing about it. I was invited, so I'm just going to check it out. See what it's all about. I'll let you know, you know, once I go there. Amen. But I thank God that heaven is really not a strange place uh, we've, because it has been left on record. And all you have to do is just read about this place. The secret place, the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's not a stranger. It's only a stranger to those who don't believe and those who don't take advantage uh, of the invitation that has been offered as unto them. Yes. <coughs> Amen. And so to be in God's shadow or to be in God's presence mean, amen, that his presence is overshadowing us with his protection. We all know what it means to be protected. Amen. We do. We all know what it means protected. It's nothing like a good father, a good man of the house who is able to protect those who abide in that house. That is the father's job. His job is to protect his family. But what happens when there is no father there? Well, mother's job then is to what? Protect her family. That's right. That's right. If you ever notice the concept of a mother hen, and she is what we would call a female chick. Yeah, that's what she is. Female chick. A female bird. Uh, uh, but when it comes down to defending her little ones, it ain't the big rooster. No, it ain't the big rooster that defends them. It is that mother hen. She's going to cluck, 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 cluck. And she go to clucking and can on, and, and that means, hey, come, come, come. And the little chicken go, cheep, 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 cheep. And they go to running to mama. Yeah, yeah. Running for that safety, running for, amen, coverage, running for that protection. That's what I love about God, amen. God has extended his, his arms of protection for, amen, everything. The United States have what we call a plan of protection that they provide to protect the people of the United States. Uh, property, amen, information that uh, are co crucial to the role of the Department of State in, in the managing and of, of the diplomat presence and conducting, amen, uh, foreign policies around the world. The United States has a way of, amen, governing over its people. I overheard my teacher, she was saying, you know, that, well, one thing I found out, you know, that if there ain't nobody looking over the United States and that they will pull all the troopers in, we don't have nobody covering us. We don't have nobody, amen, uh, sitting on guard or who's watching the borders and who's watching this and who's watching that. And that's just how the world thinks. But I thank God, amen, that we have a God that sits up high and he's looking down low. And he's protecting all of those of his children. One thing I like, if you read further on in the scripture, it talks about how God, amen, will dispatch the angels of the Lord 
And that the angels of the Lord will begin to, the, uh, the, it's, dispatch, it's dispatched upon our behalf to protect us from whatever danger, scenes and unseen, that we might be going through. Amen. And so, uh, the United States protecting its citizens uh, of the country is a major concern for so many American people. You know, from, uh, from the, uh, 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 the outside terrorism that we have, the control of the, uh, of the border walls that your president and my president is, is, is so predicting to, to uh, erect and, and he's trying to do. From the violence of the streets that we deal with on a daily basis. We have what we call the National Guards and how they get it on. And I don't know if you all remember back in the days when we had the Watts riot. Man, that was some riot. I've never in my life ever witnessed something that really appeared to me to be like almost in a battlefield. You know, and it was something that was very scary. And, and you could see it. We didn't live far. This was in Watts. And we didn't live that far. A few blocks down from Watts, you could see all. When you looked in, in, in Watts area, you could see all of the fire uh, uh, lights that, you know, the lights had was going up because of the smoke. There was just clouds of smoke all over the city uh, there due to the fact that there was a lot of chaos that was going on there. The city was totally out of control. And you better believe that there was the other counterparts of people that was seriously nervous about what was going on and so they they dispatched all of the what we call the national guards that came out to sort of bring control over the city of watts in the la area and not only that everybody familiar with rodney king bring it on up a little bit day you remember what happened when he a man uh had the ordeal and how the city got totally out of control and la just went crazy and ballistic and started turning over cars and everybody that had a white face they were trying to knock them out yeah, a lot went on and so the enemy does not care whom he seeks to destroy and he will have full range in it. Amen. The American people of this country stands afraid. And because they stand afraid, they look for the National Guards, the Army, you name it, for protection. They look for the government to dispatch whatever they have. But I thank God that we are the saints of God, the people of the Lord. We know that there is a God that sits up high and looks down low who is protecting his people. That's what I love about God. God has always got his hands upon her. He's always watching over us. He's always protecting us. When you look back there, right here in verses number two, he said that I will say unto the Lord that he is my refuge, amen, and he is my fortress. And in that last word in verses number one says that uh, the shadow of the almighty, when you look at the word almighty, that word almighty in the Hebrew tongue is El Shaddai. That's what that word almighty means. It means El Shaddai. And it talks about a God, a man uh, who never fails, a God who is greater and above all God, the only one who can ultimately, amen, wholeheartedly be trusted. We put our trust in a lot of things, but I guarantee you, when you put your trust in the Lord, he will never fail. God never fails. 
He never fails. And so much so to the, you know, people, you know, black uh, uh, folks, uh, since this is Negro History uh, Month, you know, the black, uh, the black folks back in the days, they made this uh, Negro song that they said, Jesus never fails. They were going through a lot during that depressional time, you know, uh, wherein they were so much racism and, 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 and so much bias that were going on back in those days. Hallelujah. They all they had to rely on was the protection of a heavenly father. And many of them suffered, bled and died. A man was hung for the rights that you and I can have and enjoy even today. And so we thank God, amen, for all of them who have given their lives and have suffered, bled and died and have uh, gave up everything for the cause so that you and I would be able to enjoy life. And I know we might say, well, we still can't really enjoy life, but I thank God every day. I, I pray, I said, Lord, I thank you for the good things in life. Amid all this confusion, amid all of the mess and all of the torments that we go through in life, yet and still, there are still some good things in life. Amidst all this darkness of sin, there is yet some good things that we enjoy in life. And so the only one that can ultimately, wholeheartedly be trusted is that, that is our heavenly Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, a man who is connected uh, to him. Thank you. Uh, and so as God has greatly, amen, uh, 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 God has been greatly feared by the enemy of, of those uh, who, uh, 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 who, have, uh, come, who have countered against him. Amen. And uh, who God has protected his people by. And many of them can testify and can say that, yes, God is a fearsome God. He is a God to be respected. He is a God that is capable of doing. When you, when you listen to uh, Pharaoh's testimony, he can certainly testify and say that God truly is a God that you don't want to mess with. Amen. Hallelujah. And have you ever trusted a friend? One who tell you almost your deepest, their deepest uh, secrets, you know, or have you ever had a friend that you could trust to the point where you would tell your most deepest secrets to? But uh, at any given time, amen, you could tell God any and everything. And sometimes we tell our friends and tell them, all right, man, I'm going to share this with you, but don't share this with nobody else. But you forget that your friend has a friend. You know, everybody seems like they all, you know, even though that may be your best friend, but your best friend has a best friend that they might want to share that with. And then that thing goes on. And before you know it, what you was what was supposed to have been concealed, a man is now out there and you wonder how in the world did it get out? But one thing about Jesus, one thing about our heavenly father, you can tell him most any and everything and your secret will never be revealed. So verse 2, it says, and it says, and then I shall say unto, uh, I shall say of the Lord that he is our refuge, our fortress, and in him will, uh, can I, and will I put my trust. The psalmist can only speak these words from experience. Yeah. When you have experienced the glory of the Lord, the protection of the Lord, you can't help but testify to somebody else. And he testifies of a God who has certainly shown himself to be as he has. And he is a man. How he has described him here in verses number two. He is my refuge. Amen. My res refuge. 
which in the Hebrew, it means shelter from the rain or from the storm. And everybody know just a few days we had some rain out there. Amen. It rained and it poured down real good. And I tell you, I've been enjoying it all. Some folks say I'd be so glad when the rain is up and over. No, just let it rain. Y'all know we need the rain here. Let it rain. Let, let, let the earth be plenished. Let the earth be filled. Amen. Let it be watered. Let it be rinsed. Did you not know that each time that it rains, that doesn't do nothing but cleanse our air? All of the pollution that hides up in the air is washed out. Hallelujah which makes life just a little more better for you and I. So we thank God, amen, for the rain. But I thank God for the shelters that we have. Pray for those, amen, who don't have a shelter to stay in. And when I look at them, how they have their little mix, uh, uh, mix, uh, makeshift tents all over the place and, and different little makeshift houses and, and things, and they got all this plastic all over it just trying to keep themselves, amen, out of the rain. Many of times they're just as cold and they got bundled up blankets of blankets and pillows of pillows and you name it whatever they can use to keep them amen secured and warm throughout the night and god knows we've had some cold nights here lately well i guess deke you was the only one that's been experiencing it amen everybody else ain't been too cold you know it's been all right <laughs> we've had some cold nights we've had some cold nights but what god does amen here as a refuge one uh, here. He delegates his angels, and I love this about what God does here. You know, he protects and the, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, to, that builds this rock-solid uh, spiritual wall of defense round about his people to protect them, amen, from the outside elements, the elements of the enemy. And we know that our spiritual warfare is not with fists, Amen. And billy clubs and knives and guns. And it, that's not what it's all about. Our, our spiritual warfare is against, amen, principalities. The spirits that we don't see what the enemy is doing and, and how he's working in the heart and the minds of our people everywhere. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we can test to amen already. Here it is. We're just in the second month of this year. And how many funerals we done had already that we've gone to? We've attended. People are dying. They're dying. They're, they're falling down. Amen. But I thank God that the refuse protection of God, he dispatches his angels and the angels of the Lord are in camp round about those that love him. Yes, it is. Verse 3 tells us, it says, surely God shall deliver you from the snares of the fowler. The snares of the fowler in, in Hebrew, amen, which is the uh, yahoos, uh, which means trapper or bait layer. Amen. And in any given trap used to catch some prey. And that's just how the enemy is. Satan will always lay some trap to try to catch his prey. Hallelujah. But you know what? You got to recognize the devil and see him for who he is. Many times if you're not praying and seeking the Lord, you don't see what the devil is trying to do. Well, it's just like the fishermen. And I don't know if some of you have ever been fishing, but one thing about it, a fisherman, when he would go fishing, he would use various types of, of, of bait and, and tackle that he would use to catch the different types of fish, just depending on what kind of fish he's trying to catch. Amen. And so he'll, whatever he got to use, whatever it takes, whatever kind of bait to lure in the kind of fish 
that he's trying to take. That's just what Satan do. He can, he, he, oh my Lord, he can make him fine and handsome and looking good and talking your language. He can make her beautiful, amen, and cute and you name it. He can make the package so great. Can make the money look real good. Yes. Amen. You name it. He can put it together. And he will allow you, amen, to take bait to that. Once you take bait and seek yourselves into that kind of stuff that the enemy has placed for you, you begin to find out that it was nothing but the trickeries of the devil. Yes. An ant will, uh, when he goes, amen, he will go and he will release a chemical. An uh, ant will release a chemical called fungus there. You know, once he crawl upon a bark and that chemical, what it does, it softens up the bark. It softens up the bark on the branch of the tree, which allows the ant, a man, to dig little tiny holes uh, underneath that bark. And as he dig those tiny holes underneath the bark, he will begin to lay their eggs. And this is where they have a nest area. Not only that, but they will dwell underneath the bark of that tree. Well, what happens then, you know, if the ant is there and he's guarding over his nest eggs and what have you, because that's what they do. The queen will lay all the eggs, but the, the, the soldiers and, and the army ants will take and guard everything. They also are the ones, the feeder ants will also go out and, and, and and, and collect all of the food. But when they're in that kind of hibernated part there, they wait for their prey to come to them. And as that old bug begin to crawl on that branch, uh, and he, as he begin to crawl and his little legs that fall into the holes that were made by the ant, the ant begin to pull on and latch on to the leg, amen, of the prey. And once he begin to wiggle around and try to get out before he know it, he got another foot stuck in the hole. And all the other ants that are lying, hiding, and waiting, amen, for the prey begin to latch a hold. And, and before he know it, all of his legs are caught in the holes of that branch. And what those, those ants begin to do, they begin to pull, amen, in unity. They begin to pull, and once they pull, they pull and hold that, that insect to keep the insect from being able to escape, amen, from the bar. And they will hold it, and that will last for hours at a time until that insect comes to a screeching halt. When that insect died, then that those ants begin to come out of their hole and begin to devour that ends. But I want you to know, amen, that that's just how the enemy works. The devil works that way. He's smooth and cunning and, and he's always willing and he's always got many, amen, undercurrent little things that's constantly happen. He don't always show you all of the what's going on and all of the deception that he has planned out, mapped out for you. All you see is nothing but something good and a good time, something that's no harm. But you got to be careful at what you're looking at because all everything you look at is, is always not always what it appears to be. Many times we have what we call those optical illusions. And I don't know if you've ever gone to a man, the old carnival and you you go into the game rooms and. They have what they call those different mirrors that reflect different ways and they'll show you standing around so many places and things. Uh, but yet and still a person don't really know just where you're really standing because of the optical illusion. And that's what the devil does. The devil is always painting all of those optical illusions. And, 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 and before you know it, amen, uh, you're not careful, you'll, you'll find yourself being deceived. And many times we, we, we don't see those deceptions of the enemy, amen, because we, we begin to ignore the traps that he's laid for us. 
Oh, but I want you to know, amen, this is why it's always good for us to stay close to the Lord. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, the closer you are to him, the better you'll feel. Amen. The closer you are to him, the better you will feel. Drugs is a deception. Uh, what it tends to do, amen. Sometimes people will tell you, oh, that's all right. Go and try a little bit. It ain't going to do nothing but make you feel a little bit better. You know, try a little bit of weed. Hit this thing. It ain't going to do nothing but, but kind of help you. It enhances you and things. But what they don't always tell you is what it does to the brain and how it tends to cause the brain to have deficiencies in, uh, in its thinking capacity and its ability uh, and things. There's always uh, some kind of loophole that lets you see that you don't always see as to what a man come about when you begin to do things that you're really not sure about. So you got to be careful for the, if, uh, uh, for the enemy. So many times people just say, well, I'm just going to do this just this one time and then I'm done. You know, I ain't going to you know, allow this thing to take me over and, and what have you. But before you know it, amen, this thing has begun to uh, taken you over and begin to uh, cause you uh, to, uh, to lose out uh, and to be um, uh, caught and entrapped within something that you didn't plan on getting caught and trapped in. Oh, and this is how the enemy works. Amen. This is just how he works. And this is how he, so many are deceived. But I want you to know that the psalmist goes on that lets us know, amen, that we've got to be careful for, uh, 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 careful by the wiles of the devil. And here, amen, uh, in verses number four, he says that he will cover you with his feathers under his wings. Amen. And that is, amen, to the believer, the trappers, uh, the, 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 the trapper will set traps by laying bait in our path. That's what he would do by the noisome pestilence that, you know, will intrigue us. And you know how it is when a old a pestilent, uh, a pesty old uh, mosquito keep constantly flying around. You ever try to lay down at night and you're trying to sleep and, and you, you know, you could always tell when there's a mosquito in the house or in the room. You know, it begin to fly around, you know, you hear this buzzing sound is, and things and it's constantly, you know, nagging you and you're trying to sleep and you're trying to, you know, get your rest and things. But that mosquito constantly buzzing around and you're trying to shoot it up out of the way before you know it, it's the land and begin to take bite and suck in blood and all that kind of stuff. Amen. This is just what, how the enemy is so deceiving and so deceptive, amen, towards people. And so we thank God, but the Bible lets us know that uh, when, it, when it looks at it, in, when it talks about it in the sense of this scripture, you know, the noise and pestilence that shall occur, amen, that whatever disease that are out there, and God knows that diseases travel, amen. Uh, we had this thing, what we call uh, the, uh, the, the fleas, and, and uh, fleas were coming about through this uh, uh, through the way of the squirrels and, and the squirrels will bring, you know, they were coming because we have our, our neighborhood is sort of infested with squirrels. We got squirrels everywhere. We got them around here. Amen. And, and they had these fleas on them that when they, these fleas would jump off the squirrels, they would look and wait for somebody to walk by that they might in turn be able to hop on. Amen. Or latch on to. And, uh, uh, what would take place, amen, as those fleas would begin to uh, latch on to a person's leg or skin and they bite and infect them, 
Amen. It would cause these, it would cause these, uh, these plagues to, to, to occur and, and all of these different types of disease. And some of those diseases were deadly. Some folks got sick. Amen. But the Bible lets us know that God, amen, he said that he will cover us from the noisome pestilence, amen, throughout the earth. Those of us that hide ourselves in the presence of the Lord. And so we thank God for that. The psalmist also goes on to tell us, he said, that God shall cover you. Amen. He shall cover us uh, with his protection his feathers of protection, just as Mother Hen protects her chicklets. And so we just need to uh, put all of our trust in the Lord. God will protect his faithful servants, and he will shield them, amen, from the diseases of this world. And so with his shield and his buckler of protection, amen, that he, amen, we don't have to be afraid, amen, of the terror that appears to come and overthrow us at night. Nor the arrows by day. Fear is something that the enemy always use as a weapon. And many times people begin to fear they fear out of the, uh, because of the unknown. They don't understand and don't know, amen, uh, what you know, lies ahead. And so they begin to fear. And so as fear has, has this power, it has the power to neutralize your faith, amen, uh, and your trust in the wisdom of God. And so we've got to cast that fear out, amen. amen. We've got to cast that fear out. But the Bible lets us know that perfect love casts out all fear and that the perfect love of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, it will cast out all fear. And so fear is a liar. We've got to cast our fear in the fire. And so we praise God, amen, for that. Uh, and so uh, a rescuing God. Thank God that we have a rescuing Savior. Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross of Calvary. He died that you and I would be rescued from the hell of sin. Sin had us held. It had us held and had us bound. But, sin, but thanks be to God, Jesus Christ has rescued us from the hands of sin. And because of uh, God's rescuing us and because of Jesus' rescuing his dying on the cross allows us to be able to worship and praise God and give God glory and honor for all that the Lord has done. Say amen somebody. Amen. Bow your heads. Father we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you because we realize it is no secret for what you have done and what you are capable of doing, God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for a almighty God who provides for us. God who always looking out for us. God who's always protecting us. God that keeps us from dangers seen and unseen. A God who spares not his love from us. And we thank you for that. God, I pray that you would touch our hearts and help us, Lord, to continue to dwell in that secret place, in your presence. That we dare not shy away from the things that are so great and that are so mighty that you have in store for us. 
Let your continuous blessings fall upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen and amen. It 